Are you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hope you're doing great. Today's episode is going to be uh, pretty much unscripted. I, I got nothing. I'm just coming straight off the top of my head. <laughs> we'll be talking about uh, changing up the show, how we're going to change up the episode flow. And if you're a new listener, going to be just talking about basic stuff in the COVID-19 life, how it's affecting my business, my income streams, my investments, and how that's going. And I guess I'll really talk about stocks and oil because I've been paying a lot of attention to those here recently. Uh, you know, kind of segued into it, um, the oil right now, and I'm, I've been noticing gas is a $1.20 in some counties around here. I'm, of course, I'm from Tennessee, around the Nashville area. Gas is like a $1.22. It's crazy. i never seen anything like it. Well, I probably have. I just don't remember because I'm so used to gas being like 2 bucks. You know, around here in these in this area, it may be different in your area, wherever you are. But here in America, in Nashville, Tennessee, it's it's a dollar like forty nine. But then if you go a county over to like one of the smaller counties, like you know, like Dixon or something, it's it's like a dollar twenty a gallon. That is crazy. I mean, unfortunately, you can't go anywhere because of the COVID lockdown. Uh, you know, it's April twenty first, and this still isn't an April Fool's joke. Twenty days later. Yeah, just I mean, it's just crazy how everything's just completely different, totally changed. I haven't been able to go out to eat anywhere in weeks, you know, as far as like a, a good, you know, sit down, going out to eat, just kind of relax and kind of, kind of dinner. Like, I, I feel like the, the biggest thing I miss is the sushi places, you know, and it makes me realize how, how my life is pretty much just going out to eat all the time and hanging out with people. And, you know, it kind of, it's, it's pretty depressing when you, you can't do either one of those cool things. So you kind of got to sit inside all day and play video games and watch Netflix. I started a TV show, Breaking Bad, and it's really good show. Really crazy stuff. I've been watching a bunch of different shows. Even, uh, even picked up a console. I bought a little PlayStation and, uh, been playing that for a while. Cause I mean, I, <laughs> you're just cooped up here. You know, you're just cooped up. You got to find something to do. And, uh, you know, you can only do so much work. you got to make some white space. you got to have some time, downtime. you got to have some relaxed time. Man, I've been reading books for these past couple weeks on investing, you know, in the Forex market. I've been learning a lot about the Forex market. You know, most of my experience comes from trading in the stock market, the NASDAQ and the S&P 500. And, you know, basically the S&P 500, that's the 500, um, you know, most popular, best performing stocks. And, you know, it, it's kind of when you're investing and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're making money through the stock market, whether you're, you're trading or you're investing, whichever one, it's, you know, it's so fun. I wake up every day of the week, Monday through Friday, looking forward to, to, to 8.30 Central Time, you know, 9.30 Eastern is when it opens. And, you know, it's like I love waking up to seeing the stock market be open i it's a crazy thing it is one of the few things i enjoy doing and when there are days that the stock market is closed i'm really depressed like i feel really upset really depressed and i hate it like i hate taking a day off and 
that's why I'm, I've been picking up the Forex market because with the Forex, it's a little bit different. So it's just currency pair trading. So, you know, you have USD to your Japanese yen and, you know, you're, you're, you're trading the currency pairs. As far as investing in that stuff, you know, I, I really just, I mean, it's kind of like, it's really complex, really weird. And I don't know much about the Forex yet. I'm, I'm learning on it. It's a lot to chew on, but... I do know that it's, it, you know, with currency, I feel like it's kind of like a wave, you know, like a sound wave. It's going to be a low sound wave. You know, with the stock, you invest in a company like Amazon, you're hoping that it looks like a hockey stick. You know, you're hoping that it shoots up, the growth shoots up, your investment shoots up. You know, Amazon went from $100 to, what is it, 2200 nowadays. Um, a currency isn't going to do that. And so it's a completely different style you know it's a different way of investing or trading it's a completely different way because you know when you invest in the euro and you're expecting it to go up it may only go up a couple of cents and it's just really confusing but yeah just kind of rant about that um so yeah as far as you know what jeff and i have been working on the co-hosts here you know we've been working on some some stuff as far as investing in real estate and, and really getting into the numbers with you guys because I feel like right now is an excellent time. I have so many people asking me about investing and, and what to invest and where to go, where to put these things, you know, what, what to buy. And, you know, I was like, you know, how, why don't we teach people how to fish instead of just giving all these fish away? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to really try to break this down into, you know, things I could put in the podcast and be like, hey, look, this is. This is investing 101, simple stuff. And, you know, really, for anybody out there, if you struggle at saving money and you struggle at, at raising capital, uh, let's say you make 10 grand a month, but you, you blow it all. Let's say you struggle at it, you know? I have a guy, you know, that, that struggles with that I know I work with, and I think the easiest way to deal with it is, is one simple thing that I, I do. I went, I got a safe that looks like a book because people don't ever read books. And uh, so <laughs> I put it in my bookshelf. It's a safe. And every, I don't know, week, I pull out like 100 bucks cash. And then I'll just, I'll play a mini game of myself to, self to not spend that hundred dollars you know spend as little of it as i can but that's my first line of defense so for example if i go to the gas station that hundred dollars that's i'm gonna pay for that for my gas with a hundred dollars and so at the end of the week i'll probably have 20 bucks left because i go out to eat i'll go here i'll go buy something i have 20 bucks left in cash and so i just take that 20 bucks and i just throw it in this safe in this book and, you know, doing it online with apps and stuff, that works. But for me, when I open that safe and I see, like, fat stacks of cash, it's just like, wow, this is freaking, this is working. And, you know, I call it the Mexico fund, you know. It, stuff ever gets too bad, I just sell everything, take my little piles of cash and go on to Mexico, just leave. <laughs> you know, just get out of here, just, just go away. And uh, I know today is pretty unconventional, pretty unscripted, but I mean, it's just kind of talking about stuff going on with this COVID. You know, you gotta have, you gotta have something to to talk about, to think about. And for me, it's it's the investing, it's the money aspect, it's the 
the Mexico fund, you got to have it. You got to have something to fall back on. And, you know, as far as investing uh, goes, really, you know, I, looking at oil, I, I mentioned that earlier. I was going to talk about that. So oil, you know, I, I believe OPEC cut the amount of oil they're creating for the first time in history a few days ago. And that's that's crazy. So really, as when this um, coronavirus really started ramping up in the U.S. back in March, the if you, somebody did a poll on how many people were driving their cars, and it went down like 80-90%. So only like 10% 10 of people are driving their cars. I mean, crazy. Crazy poll. I don't know how accurate that is. I feel like a lot of people are still driving. But, you know, still a massive amount of people have quit driving their vehicles. And that's you know, going back to economics 101, I think it's, uh, would, it be, would it be microeconomics or macro? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, shoot me a DM. Pahu's, P-A-H-U, or P-A-H-U, Pahu, 9000 on Instagram. Or find me on Facebook, Patrick Hughes, 9000. And uh, set me straight on all my missaid mis facts. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get a couple of these wrong, but... You know, looking at the looking at the supply and demand, and from an economical standpoint, uh, from my couple of economic classes I took in college, I'm trying to pull them out of my brain right now. Uh, the the supply and demand curve. So most of the time, when you have you know a high supply, your demand and your demand is high. You know, it's going to be the item's going to be worth quite a bit. You can charge a lot. It's kind of like an iPhone. You know, there's a Huge supply of iPhones is a huge demand for iPhones. But then when you have something that has a massive supply but little demand, like fidget spinners, you're going to see them in every freaking dollar store from here to Omaha, sitting in the dollar store, just little fidget spinners. Because nobody's buying that crap. It's just a fad. It just blew over. And then you got the, um, you have when the supply is, is, is high, and demand is low. That's what we're facing with oil right now. And so, basically, these dudes got... They have so much oil produced, but nobody's driving. Nobody wants gas. Nobody needs gas. So, they're overproducing. Because never in human history, I don't, I don't think the economy has just shut down like this. Like, to a standstill. We pretty much paused the economy, and that's insane. I mean, the Great Depression, that, that was just a collapse. The economy just collapsed. We haven't collapsed, per se. We still have a strong economy. The stock market is still pretty strong. And uh, what the problem is, is we have kind of put ourselves on a pause. Somebody just hit a pause button on the economy. And so a lot of places that are producing the supply, they're not going to have anything to fulfill for demand because people don't have jobs, people don't have money, people aren't driving places, people aren't going places. Uh, people aren't flying on airplanes. That's why all the airliners are begging for money from the government. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really... How, how could you prepare for this is is a question. I mean, you could prepare for this by not doing share buybacks, which I believe Trump has made that... can't do that until 2021, I think. Um, and basically what that is is a company will purchase shares of their company, their own company, and buy back the shares at a lower price because they think the valuation is going to go up. And so <laughs> when you do that, you take all your capital away, all your, all your cash is gone, 
I know companies like Berkshire Hathaway owned by Warren Buffett. I know he's setting on like $123 billion, something like that, roughly. And that, you know, that would get you through a couple months as an airliner. I mean, come on. And, you know, and and you should always have some kind of nest egg. I, I know that uh, J.P. Morgan, I think they went down, they cut guidance. Or no, 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 they, their earnings report went down like 70%. It was crazy. And they cut guidance, and they're saying this is about to be a massive recession. And the CEO of J.P. Morgan, he survived like two of these. I think he survived the dot-com bubble and the 08 crash. And that dude's a beast, not going to lie. And, and it, it's funny because he said, I'm prepared for this. I've been through two of these things. I, You know, I'm good to go. And so, you know, one of the few banks that could, that could say that and be confident that they could support that um, that that's pretty impressive. So you know, J.P. Morgan Chase, great great leadership, uh, great company. But yeah, all is all is really well on the on the home front with me. Let me know how you guys are doing. Uh, Patrick Hughes nine thousand on Facebook. Just come find me. Let me know how you're doing. I got a little page out there. I'd like to see how you guys are. If you're enjoying this, hating this this pandemic, or what? What are your thoughts? Your reflections? Uh, and, and as far as the show goes, I'm gonna be cutting out Wednesday's episode. I just, I feel like it's unnecessary, and that way we can hone in on Thursday and Friday because I, we've been doing a lot of interviews for Thursday to get some, you know, people on on Thursdays to have a, a new perspective come in, and so that way Wednesday we can focus on getting the word out to everybody, get them prepared, and then Thursday we drop the recording with that you know ceo investor whoever all right thanks for listening to the show guys no more wednesday episodes we're gonna have even better thursday episodes i'm gonna use all day wednesday to focus on thursday because that's when we're gonna have our awesome guests come on all right thanks for listening to the show if you got any questions just shoot them on over patrick hughes 9000 go to our website entrefied.com uh, get on our newsletter. We have some you know, really great content coming out, really great stuff for you guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Have a great pandemic. Are you feeling entrefied yet? We hope so. For more information and news updates, check us out at www.entrefied.com or contact Patrick directly on facebook.com slash Patrick Hughes 9000.